to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. And for the first time in a large amount of weeks, I have more than one guest. I'm joined today by Jerry Mahar and Kim Malashewski. Welcome back, both of y'alls. Woo! Hola. How's everyone doing? Fantabulous. Kim, is this your, you is keep this your second or third time on the pod? This is my second. Kim's second time, Jeremy, we don't know how many times. I'm a kind of a legendary two. status now on this. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I keep getting concerned at week after week when I'm not invited back. Very frequent. That like I'm not allowed so that other people can catch up. So when Kim was like, you're doing it, I was so happy. <laughs> yeah, Kim did have the episode to herself, but was a little fraidy cat. And... I don't know anything about sports. You'd just yeah. be she telling a tag your team. opinion and I'd just be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I see what you're saying. Well, hey, you wouldn't be the only guest that didn't know anything about sports. That football guy made a good goal. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that touchdown in that soccer game. It was dope. But, Jeremy, we are glad to have you here. How are you? How was your weekend? Uh, weekend was awesome. Should we disclose that we got on Greektown roof? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> we did allegedly get onto the roof of Greektown for my brother Dylan's bachelor party. Allegedly. Yeah. And I allegedly walked by the last two days at work and look up of where we might have been one day. <laughs> Kayla, how was your weekend? Um, it was probably not as good as your guys's. I wasn't invited to the bachelor party for whatever reason. Yeah, I thought that was a little weird that you weren't invited. I, yeah, I was kind of seeing the Snapchats and I was like, oh, it's fine. I, I didn't want to come, guys. <laughs> so what did you do? Uh, what did I do this weekend? I think it was just the usual. Went out to a bar... Hung out with my pups. That's about it. All right. Sounds <laughs> very exciting. Always hate hanging out with dogs. Hashtag don't get dogs. Um, but anyways, let's see what we're drinking today. Jeremy Kim is abstaining because I only got three beers and she said we could have them all, I guess. I don't know. It's all for you. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's have Jeremy tell us what we're drinking. We... Sorry, I was looking up at the rest. I thought we've had this one. It is Shorts Brew, uh, Anniversary Ale, Blood Orange Wheat Wine Ale. I tried to get something that I think Kim might like. Oh, <laughs> I'll um, try it. She can she cannot try it. Uh, I could not find out the alcohol percentage no matter where I looked, and I think it might be high. What so. number's in the middle of that? XIV. Uh, I'm stupid with room and numerals. XIV, that would be... 10... That'd be nine. Wait, no, nine, nine, and then four. Fourteen percent, maybe. Math is hard. Guys. Maybe it is. Four. It's Roman numerals, first of all. But <laughs> it's, so it's X is the ten, then I before the V makes it five minus one, so it's fourteen. Yeah, that's confusing. I like numbers. I'm opening this. Okay. It's made with peppercorns. Oh yeah, give me. Give me a sweet It looks spooky. It does taste pretty whiny. It smells whiny. I don't know anything about beer, but I see what you're saying. Blood orange wheat, wine, ale, with peppercorns, blood orange, and orange zest. It tastes like wine mixed with beer and an orange in it. Maybe a blood mo- blue moon. Well, we haven't done shorts on this podcast in a couple weeks, and they are the one we've done the most. So this is our anniversary for doing it again. I guess. I don't know. It is definitely strong. I can taste the strength in it. 
<clears throat> What's your favorite that you've tried on the podcast? On the podcast? I think 400 Divine Rabbits a couple weeks ago with Vince was really good. Um, other than that, like, all the IPAs I just love. That's funny you can tell which one's Joe. Why? What do you mean? It's oh, just yeah. The Jack Daniels. That was one of my least favorites. <laughs> well, the worst one was the Seosin with Mitchell. It's up, it's up over here in between the 45er and the Diabolical. That one tasted like dirty champagne. Do you just go to the store and look for like ones that look wild and yeah, pull the trigger? I have to go to like classier liquor stores these days because I'm running out. Yeah. From uh, the crappy liquor. You got stores. a collection going, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, we do have a lot to talk about today, guys. So we're getting into it. Beer number one. Sports. All right, on to sports. Jeremy, what's going on in the world of sports these days? This is why we brought you here. We need you to share your knowledge. Didn't you have a little list of what you wanted to talk about? Kind of. We can just go. What was on it, though? Because there was something that was on it I think I was going to bring up. It's blowing my mind. The first thing I put on it was the Pistons signed their new head coach, or had a press conference for their new head coach today. I think me and Brian forgot to talk about it last week on the podcast. No, there wasn't something else you mentioned. Well, we'll get to that. Oh, you want to talk about that? We have to talk about the I thought we were going to skip the Pistons head coach. Um, <laughs> we got 30 minutes here. So, Kim, they got a new head coach. Um, Dwayne Casey from the Toronto Raptors, coach of the year. I mean, I guess I don't really know how I feel about him. He's, yeah. I'm not particularly keen on having your new head coach be 62 years old. Mm-hmm. He's getting up there, but he's he's proven. Do you think it's wonky at all that he at first denied the Pistons' offer because they wouldn't let him pick his own assistants until Tom Gores allegedly recanted? Allegedly. Well, I mean, um, really no, that. most. Most teams that have turnover like that don't always get to pick all their assistants. It's actually very uncommon. Even for a coach of the year? Coach of the year that can't ever beat one team. Well, yeah. Is that going to be an issue for the Pistons, you think? Well, it's not him. It's just LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) So it depends where LeBron goes. Mm -hmm. He's got good pieces, so it's not like he has nothing to work with. The Pistons? Yeah. And he's proven to get guards better and develop young talent, and that's what we have or need. Yeah, I think the Pistons are fucked. Um, we have no. Blake Griffin and his contract, who can't ever stay healthy, along with Reggie Jackson, who was born injured, I think. <laughs> Our only saving grace is the only way the Pistons can never do anything is if Stanley Johnson turns into something. Luke. Ellison turns into something. No, watch out for Luke this year. Luke Kennard, we know what he's going to be. He's going to be a shooter. Yeah. His, I think his like, max... And a damn good one. ...is like Kyle Korver is his ceiling. I'd take that. He could be like a JJ a little bit. You think? I don't know. Is, aren't his feet slow and his movement pretty bad? No. They're not that bad. Well, what about this Henry Ellis Ellenson guy? That's who I'm interested in. I can't tell you shit about him because <laughs> Stan Van Gunny didn't play him. Right. There has to be a reason for that. Right, Kim? Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's a reason for that. No? I just don't think Stan going to trust young people. He's almost like... Uh, I mean, Larry Brown did the same thing. Darko never had an opportunity. Darko also was one of the biggest busts in NBA history. You think it's because he didn't have an opportunity? Potentially. I don't think he would ever... He would have never been the, still the same superstar level as everyone else. But he would have been a, a a solid starting player. I 
I mean, think about your psyche coming in as like the what, what was it, second pick? Yeah, second overall. Second, second pick, draft. where every single team in the NBA wanted you, outside of LeBron, like next, and then you don't get to play because the Pistons are so good for like four years. So now you're just a laughing stock and a joke that people chant your name two minutes left, like. Victory cigars, what my dad always called him. Yeah. But I guess, I mean, one of his biggest problems now that he came out and said it is he just was partying way too much because he didn't play. He didn't care. Like, he just didn't like basketball anymore. Yeah, I think one of his biggest problems was... So if our young guys get chances, who knows? I mean, (laughs) I can't say Henry Ellison sucks because I haven't really seen him play. Stanley Johnson, I don't really care for. They could trade him for a bag of donuts. (laughs) Well, he's got he's got promise. He just yeah, they say his shoot. calling card is defense. I think his defense is garbage. <laughs> he gets beat like every time. We also he's uh, just strong. Our other thing we need to have happen is we need Andre Drummond to keep progressing. He's only twenty four, so he's not at his athletic prime, and <clears throat> he has been progressing each year, especially with his like his his free throw shooting last year really impressed me in terms of how much better it was. If he shot shot that same percentage this year i'd still be fine with it but he should get better especially now he's draining these threes in practice practice but yeah he needs to be able to like just hit like, he don't need to rebound any better he's already the best like he keeps going he's gonna be the best rebounder ever yeah well i mean Dwayne casey's known for making weird players good so let's hope he does that we'll see we were barely missed the playoff last year with injuries and turmoil and everything so right if we missed the playoffs this year then we have to blow it up. We have to. Yeah, definitely. I don't even know how we can, but we're, we're, we're out of hope. <laughs> we already are out of hope, to be honest. <laughs> they can make the playoffs. It just depends. I'm not even going to say they're going to get swept or anything because who knows where LeBron's going to go. Right. Yeah. That's going to be a huge thing of how where they end up in the East, too, because Cleveland's in our division. Without LeBron, who says we can't get first, you know, get a four seed or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we can't. If we get a... Eight or eight or seven will be screwed because we're not beating the 76ers and we're not beating the Celtics. Yeah, that's gonna be one and two, no yeah, matter what. I think I think that's pretty locked in. Anyways, um, one of the other things I wrote on the list was there was a story that came out that either the Lions or the Patriots were trying to trade Gronk to the Lions. Um, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. That was it. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about it all day, actually, because I've been <laughs> so excited to do the sports well, when Kim showed me the topics. What, what, were, your, what were your thoughts on that? <clears throat> well, my thoughts are I don't really care if the Lions got him or not, to be honest, because he's talking about retirement every year, so I don't uh, want him, and he's always hurt, so I don't really want him. But if you would have got him, you would have loved him. Oh, I would have been happy if we got him, but I wouldn't have. Like depends what we gave up. <laughs> it depends what we gave up. I mean... If we gave up little to get him, I wouldn't mind it because he's what a free agent after this year. His contract's up. Is he? Yeah, and he's been talking about retirement. Do you really want to give a guy like a five-year contract, a lot of money, who hasn't played a full season in a while and hasn't decided even in the offseason when he wants to play to like right before camp? Yeah, I'm sure the pages were asking for the like first round. Pick. What I really wanted to talk about with that though is what happens if he would have came. He's not. He wouldn't have been the same Gronk on Detroit as he is in New England because we have Marvin, Golden, Kenny Galladay. Potentially, we'll see what happens with running. So he's not going to get the same looks as he did with Tom Brady. But if so, my thought is people would probably just say how 
And if we didn't do good, even if we had LeBron or Gronk, people would just say how bad Stafford is because Gronk's numbers wouldn't be there, and it would not be the case at all. I don't think we would lose a game if we had Gronk. Like, that's far-fetched. <laughs> he's, doesn't, he's not a difference maker like that. He is for the type of team we are because we are a team that has no problem charging down the field. At least we were last year. We just could not punch it in, and he would fix that. Yeah, I think he would stunt Kenny Galladay's growth. I mean, I mean, maybe, but I think that's Kenny Galladay's not like a jump ball type player like Gronk would be. On the other note, on the other way of thinking about that, that if Gronk did come and put up, you know, 800 and like 10 touchdowns and the Lions offense was just stupid because they have so many options, like pretty much every single guy is going to be single coverage. Kenny Galladay, I don't care. I'm already taking him. Marvin, I'll take him to jump ball all day. Golden, I, you know, he's quick and get out of it. And then Gronk is a mismatch. If he did that, though, what would people think about Stafford then? I think like what if Gronk said? I'm, I'm at this point. I don't give a shit what people think about Stafford. What if Gronk Stafford's said great. he throws like he likes the way you know that he passes better? It's fat like a faster, tighter spiral. Like it's more in place, not like lofting in there. Like if he came out and said that, that would make me so happy because I think Stafford deserves to be in that top five, and he's consistently just below it. Mm-hmm. And most people, except for national public, think a little bit better. Yeah, there's but like two, two quarterbacks. That's that one of the reasons I really wanted Gronk, if that would have happened, because I think people would respect Stafford way more. Yeah. Um, or way less, depending I mean, on Gronk's Stafford's, numbers. Stafford's pretty used to throwing it up to a tall receiver, so I think I think Gronk would have worked out nice here. But I'm sure the Patriots were asking for like a first or a second round pick. which is I'm not even pick. sure because of his... Who's going to trade that, and you don't know if he's going to stay another year? Well, that's year. why they didn't trade him. And they, yeah. and there were rumors that Tom Brady went to Kraft and uh, told him if he traded him, he's retiring. I don't know if that's true. but I didn't hear that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't deny it. I mean, it's probably true. <laughs> it's, it's like LeBron. He runs that team with Gilbert. Kim, what do you think about this? You know, I agree with the blue team the most. They're both blue? One's Honolulu blue, one's uh, navy blue, or royal blue. One of the two. Um, yeah, that one. I like them. The they seem like one. they got good heads on their shoulders. They were raised right. <laughs> what are the chances the Lions win this year? Oh, the Super you know, Bowl. I, okay, to be honest, I don't know anything about sports. I know you don't. But um, <laughs> given the track record that I'm aware of growing up here, uh, probably pretty low. Like, Damn. Haven't we, haven't we just I was hoping you said 100% for like a long, just to suck like, Except up. for like a few times here and there. Like haven't we always just been pretty trash since like, what, the 80s? No. Um, well, well, yeah, since yes like, no. the, uh, like the 50s. The 50s. Well, they We've last won a championship. I got to give it up though to the Lions fans because you guys have some heart. Like only someone who really cares can just root for a team that consistently <laughs> lets um, them down. I've all, I've only been like seriously root. I mean, I've always rooted for them, but I've never been like locked in until Stafford came here. So I don't have that long of a track record. I was pretty much born with a Barry Sanders jersey on. <laughs> Even it's though you're been, older than when Barry Sanders. It's been Lions or Dice since I can remember. Like that's. That's that's it. Lions. Bleed blue and white. Honolulu blue and silver, yes. Oh. <laughs> he's, yes, he's a Colts fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, Colts. Speaking of that, what about Andrew Luck throwing a real football now? Is, is it real, actually, or is it a high school football still? 
Uh, no, he threw a real one the other day. Oh, okay. I think it's a little weird that it's a shoulder problem. I don't really get what the whole hand thing has to do with it. I didn't really look into it. I think it's about the weight of the ball, isn't it? I mean, it's what's the most a ball weighs. I thought that's why he was throwing like little Nerf balls first. I don't know. I thought it was something to do with the grip and not as much pressure on like his... I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. But he's throwing real balls. We'll see what happens this year. Also, quick apologies for my dogs that I'm sure you can hear because I don't know what's happening. But A rabbit, know. probably. Squirrel. We, we're doing Squirrel. A, we're doing a three-microphone set here, which we haven't done this way uh, in a while, so it might be a little annoying coming from the more room noise we have in here. But... So, Jeremy, you're pretty optimistic on this season, I assume. The Lions? Yeah. Yeah. Even without Gronkowski. I mean, but again, kind of like Kim said, we do have a history. So, as my optimism doesn't matter. We could, I mean, they could easily win a lot of games. They can easily win none. No, I wouldn't say none. They're going to not win zero. But they have the second hardest schedule. We'll see what happens. Schedules always change. We got, I think. It's going to come down to what, how our defense performs because I think our offense could potentially be easily in the top five if we have a running game that runs yeah I mean, we all we need is our line that's it and we're great because Stafford's great with no pressure and we have one of the top receiving cores in the league even though they just did like a countdown of the top I saw five that the what they, in there well I saw it was a top 21 and we were on like 16 oh I didn't even or see, something like that I was that like far. that's bullshit I, I was, just was about sure. to write the ESPN or whoever the article dude what and throw some stats at him yeah, I just saw Golden Tate tweeting, and I was like, yeah, what the fuck are they talking about? I mean, I guess we don't really have a tight end, but we have the best yards after catch receiver. We got the most underrated deep threat receiver, and we got a young stud that's about to light the league on fire if he can stay healthy. Kim? Yeah? Yo. So, you have stated you're not into any sports. Okay, I don't, I don't follow any sports, but okay. I will say... The only games I think that I could like actually enjoy, and this is like being at a game. I don't want to watch anything on TV. I like being at basketball games and hockey games. Okay. I think they're a good time. I used to go to Pistons games when I was little a lot because my dad used to get tickets from have you, ever, have you ever been to a, a Lions game? No. Oh, Kim. I've been to Tigers games and I'm so bored. <laughs> All baseball yeah, games I are agree. boring. You just go there to drink and eat a hot dog, to be oh, honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll, if I'm going to go anywhere and I'm drinking, like, I'll be fine. I'll have the <laughs> time, but I'm not paying attention. Fuck baseball, hashtag not my sport. And You should go to a Detroit F-City game. Yeah, how do you feel about soccer? I don't think I've ever even, like, seen maybe, like, a Little League game. I've also never been to a soccer <laughs> game, even a high school game. I feel like yeah, you never like, came to mind. It's faster pace. I feel like it wouldn't be too bad to watch. Yeah, I was little and didn't <laughs> really I forgot. Way to get there. You were in like diapers. <laughs> Jeremy, you're forty-five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, well, I didn't know if you like soccer because I know some of our friends do, and beef the World Cup's on. Oh yeah, Brian World Cup that. is on, and there's been a major upset in one of the matches. Mexico upset Germany one nil. And the fans' reaction caused seismic activity in Mexico when they scored their goal. Yeah. Seismic activity. Registered on the Richter scale. That's the scale, I believe, right? Yes, that is. Uh-huh. It's kind of, well, who was um, the other team that, well, it wasn't really a dramatic, but uh, was it Japan? England that scored in like the last second? 
oh, on that header, and the fans went crazy, and people were like jumping on like roofs and stuff and falling through, oh, like the tents that. and everything. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Like that's why you go to a soccer game in different countries, not here. Have you besides guys ever Detroit been to FC. a game where like anything like that broke out and it was crazy? Like a riot like that? Like Something, a, maybe not so dramatic like Probably that, the, the closest like. thing would be the first like Monday Night Football a couple years, well, like seven years ago with, against Chicago. Yeah. That was probably... Did you go to that game? Yeah. The one where they had all the false starts? I don't remember that. I don't remember that part. <laughs> I don't remember the penalty. No, it was... Uh, I don't know. It was the first one. It was Chicago, right? That was the first one. my brothers were there. I don't remember the false starts or anything, but... But it was not... I don't think it was. It might have been... I guess time is moving fast. But that was going to be mine. It's like when I went to me and my brothers, we we had season tickets back in the day, and it was the first time the Lions made the playoffs. 2011, so it was seven years. Yeah, ago. Um, I'm good. It was uh, against the Bears Monday Night Football, so that means the game starts at night. It's fucking loud. Everyone's drunk. Rowdy. Um, so we go there, and it's the loudest I've ever been to a game because at football. On, when your team's on defense, everyone stands up and screams as loud as they can to try to get the other team to mess up. And Nick screams louder than everyone. <laughs> yeah, I get everyone going with a... <laughs> I was going to try that. There's no the way I could do it. <laughs> no, we don't do it. Did you wear your green man or your blue man suit to uh, that one? I don't think I did to that one. But uh, screaming as loud as I can, and then we set a record for the most opposing team false starts. And a false a false start, Kim, is if you if you're not aware, it's when the other team like moves before the ball is snapped because they can't hear or they messed up on the count. So so you mess with the them. louder you are, the we mess with messes them, with them. And we were a factor in them winning. I'm that all game. about sabotage. I mean, I would go to a game just for that. Which is why I think you would like football games, and you should go to one. <clears throat> I mean, I went to like high school football games. Those were fine. Mm. I mean, it was cool because I like knew the it's people different. on the field. So it's I was different. like, oh, this is fun. There's a dome. The it's NFL louder in there. Because like you have like an ob- obligation to stand and scream almost and yeah. make noise. And you go to football you know, games in high school to hang out with your friends. Yeah, like, you're not really. Well, some people were watching yeah. the game. I was just eating my nachos. Like, right. But no one's going like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey games. I've been Jiggling to a couple. Jiggling keys. I probably were yeah. I like that. Yeah, hockey, I've never, well, I can't say it. Now, I've been to a few playoff games games like San Jose, which was loud. But I don't, Ford Field's the loudest stadium I've ever been to. Yeah. Out of Detroit. Well, I guess anywhere because I've never been to anything else. Yeah, true. I've only been to one other stadium and it was not a dome. Got to go to a dome for noise. This year, though, we're about to break all kinds of record for noise there. We're about to start an earthquake here because <laughs> we're going so? to the Super Bowl. If we go to the playoffs, That'll, the city will burn. If we host the playoff game, if we go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, the city will burn. Yes. And it will never be a better feeling. I hope it now. doesn't. I guess that's what you always say when like long overdue championships yeah. happen. So I really hope nothing burns, but it will be a party. Like, Do you think if my work doesn't, if my work wait yeah. makes me work the next day, if that ever happened, I would not, I'd quit. <laughs> if they made you work the next day? Yeah, I'd be like, this is Detroit, we won, like, I ain't working, I quit. Yeah, I will quit my job the week that happens. Just take a whole week off. Make my well, actually, I couldn't do that to my dad. Actually, if I knew we were going to the Super Bowl, I'd probably just request that week off. Because if we win, I'm going to be drinking every day. If we yeah. lose, I will be crying and not come out of my room for a week. <laughs> if we lose the Super Bowl, I would be okay. I, I won't read fine. sports for like a. I'd be happy that we even went. Like I feel like I won't want to listen so to it for Detroit. If we like, went to a Super Bowl and we get two weeks build up of anticipation and. We get to experience everything, and like I've always said that on this podcast, the Lions. I've predicted them to go to the Super Bowl, but I'm not predicting them to win it. 
because I don't know if we can beat to, Tom Brady on his prime. Are you? That's a bold early prediction. I know it's early and you can change, but that's bold. I mean, I've been saying it for since we hired Matt Patricia. <laughs> that's it. That is true. But you say that about everything, every big random hire <laughs> or Gronk. You said. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, because that was piling it on top of if we had Gronk, like I mean, unless if, I don't think Gronk would make that much of like a huge. I mean, obviously it would help. Not saying that, but I, I guess he would help a lot. But I don't think people would realize how much he helps because his numbers wouldn't be there, like what they typically are. Because well, he's not your first or second option. Or people would be. He would get so many touchdowns, probably more than he gets on the Patriots. That'd be scary. You got Marvin, Kenny, and him in the end zone. Yeah, and then you got Golden just running around. Line in the north, and you got Le'Veon Le'Veon Bell cloning Carryon Johnson, along with four other good. Blunt, Blunt's just gonna. Oh, I'm so excited! What? Yes, he is. He's the only signing I'm not on board with. I hate him. Why? I don't think he's good. He did terrible last year. So all his numbers are flukes. Terrible last year. He had like 800 yards. And he didn't, and they had Jaijai for half the year. That's not bad. I don't think, I don't His think job's not to get the yards, though. His job's to get one or two. Like I don't. If he runs for 500 yards this year, but converts like 90 percent of third or fourth down conversions, you know those short ones, or even mm-hmm. even any time really, there's a short yards. Then I'm fine with it. I don't. He doesn't have to run for a thousand or get 12 touchdowns because we have four running backs at this point. So. I don't think anyone's numbers going to be off the charts unless Carrion just explodes. Abdullah turns a corner or Blunt just make has game. like a random year like he did two years ago when he had whatever, 1,118 touchdowns. So here's a question about the Lions. We have too many running backs right now. Not necessarily. Well, yeah, we I'm not sure I'm going to like how we use them, apparently by the running backs coach. Now, like, all right, so we have Carrion Johnson, Amir Abdullah, Theo Riddick, um, Zach Center, Tian Green. Well, those Eric guys Juan. don't matter. Who Tian gets, Green. Who gets cut though? We're only we only carried four last year. Zenner, Zenner, and uh, Tian. I don't want us to cut Tian. I Tian could. sucks. He had one good game of a sixty-yard like run. That was it. A guy just danced in the backfield too All right, much. So here's the deal, though. We just we're gonna be very patriot. Patriot signed Zenner this offseason. Yeah, but they're not. It's not guaranteed contracts. Right. With those guys. I'm saying get rid of Blunt and get rid of Zenner. No. You need Blunt. Fuck that. They're going to be basically, depending on what team we're playing, it might be two guys only play. And then the next week, it might be three guys. So there's going to be people sitting all the time. So I don't think anyone's number is going to jump off the chart. Like it's a, Not even carry on Johnson. And that's one thing I hate is because you always want a superstar on your team. And I don't feel like unless carry on gets a stranglehold. But that might not happen this year. Did Le'Veon Bell, when he got into the league, take it over right away? I don't remember. Not the way he does now. I mean, he shared a little bit, but uh-huh. we have I mean, we have a lot of potential. Blunt does what he does. He's there for short yardage. He knows that. He's not in there to run 15, 20 times a game. Theo is going to be running. I don't. He shouldn't run at all. He should just be a decoy and catch out of the backfield. Like mm-hmm. I don't care if teams know he's doing it because he'll juke you. I'm curious to see what Abdullah and Kirion do. I'm I'm saying trade, oh, I'm so excited. Trade trade Abdullah and I'm getting a pitch in a tent. Trade trade Abzula, Abdullah and <laughs> I just realized. Trade Abdullah and and a pick or something for 
Um, fucking who's the other running back in Atlanta? I mean, Tevin, Tevin Coleman. No. Yeah, I, th- I like him. That was they, stunt. That was stunt carry on though. I think. Well, I think that you go they, outside, get a different great, position, get like a defensive player or something. Maybe a great one-two punch, just like Atlanta. Because my theory for the Lions going to the Super Bowl is based upon how Atlanta got to the Super Bowl by building an offensive line, giving it a year to gel, having a solid running attack with some elite receiving weapons, and murdering everybody. Well, that's what you potentially got. Yeah, I know. That's why I think we're going to the Super Bowl. It's that defense. The only team that could stop us is Philly. Because Philly... Carson Wentz is going to get hurt, I feel. I feel like he's going to get hurt. He's coming back too quick. I think it'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It always scares me when mobile quarterbacks come back that quick. I know ACLs is not the same thing they used to be even five years ago, but... Scary. Will you do some recon on your cell phone for us? Yeah. Try to figure out the alcohol percentage of this, because I feel like it's... Because you can, drank that and you're hammered right now? I'm not hammered right now. I did just finish it, but uh, I can, like, I taste a lot of alcohol in it. Don't you? Yeah. That's, it's probably pretty strong. Watch, it's like 2%. I doubt it. I'm thinking, like, like it, this could be a, at least 10%. Or, I'm going to say 8.9. I'm going to say 13. If it's 13, one time I had two 13% beers. Pretty quickly and blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the politics section of this podcast, Kim, you're going to have to take over if that's the case. I'm ready. I think, <laughs> depending on what we're talking about, I guess. But I got some tricks up. We're talking seat. about the... whatever you want. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um. All right, Jeremy. Any other sports things you want to talk about? Is anything else really? It's kind of the dull moment in the year. It's I just. Know. Looking Especially forward to Lions. I've got the receipts. Receipts? Right, what is it? It says 10%. 10%. Ooh. So it is a strong one. Probably yeah. the strongest ever on this podcast, honestly. Really? Wow. Yeah. I've had an 8% before. I don't think I've had a stronger one than this. Well, then. By, by the time we get to the third topic, I'm expecting you guys to be wild. Yeah, we are going to be just editing the crap out of the last one. I'm not going to. If Jeremy <laughs> says anything, I'm going to edit the crap out of it. <laughs> Destroying his whole career. Listeners uh, are doomed right now. Because it is so slow in the sports world, this is what I heard some talk about this weekend. Uh, what is that golf tournament that was going on? Oh, you are you, you going to bring the, up Phil? Was that the U.S. Open? Yeah. Yeah, Phil Mickelson. I don't know if it was the U.S. Open. It was in the U.S., I believe. But. I think it was. I don't know why I'm whispering to you. Um, <laughs> maybe I just don't want to be wrong on here. Um, yeah, I saw that too. But what the whole big thing about it, is it being cheating or just is, is it like etiquette? I don't know. He had no chance at that point, right? So I don't even know what happened, really. Oh, so he he had like a short putt for pro standards. Well, probably anyone. It was like four or five feet maybe. Uh-huh. Um, and he hit it like... And it went left of the the hole, and it was rolling. And as soon as he knew he was missing it, he like started like running up to it, and just like stopped it and hit it the other way, and then missed it again, and then oh, just like really? picked the ball up. But he only got a two stroke penalty for basically like hitting why the ball's not stopped. Where and so it really didn't matter. Like they were saying, like it, did he like 
basically did he know that rule because if you can just you know hurry up and stop the putt and only get two if like say there was a huge hill you might have to like three putt that back it might be a smart strategy just run and slap it i don't know maybe I'm, i don't know all the rules but i know it's a two-stroke penalty that's it but it sounds a little fucked up yeah they said he was just like pouty about it i'm like dude i've done that before well, yeah, you're not in a major... You would uh, never do that in a major golf tournament if you were, like, one of the best players in the world. Yeah, I just don't like to... I don't try that hard, otherwise I would be. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I. Is it golf etiquette? I don't know. Well, I don't know either, um, and I don't care because golf is one of those sports where I'm never going to watch it. It doesn't matter to me because he had no... It wasn't like he was in contention. You know, and that two points uh-huh. or that two point or that stroke penalty came into play at all. Like, who, who cares? He was frustrated. You had a bad week. Just fucking leave the course at that point. You've golfed enough. In your he life. does pout a lot, though. He throws like random little mini fits. Like, every time he's, what is it, the Players' Championship, um, like, he complains about who's the captain all the time and, like, just random things he's always complaining about, it seems like. Yeah. Well, you know, fuck him. Yeah, Get off screw the court Phil. if you're done. Um, need Tiger back. Yeah, we need Tiger back. For back, sure. back, not some random tournament like that. No one knows, and he does really good. And then the next week, at the, like a big tournament, he does terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, golf, it's really been going downhill since Tiger left. Actually, surprisingly, he's like, like in the top five from like fairway shots, though. Tiger. Like, yeah, it's like his drives, which used to be like his go-to. Like he could crush the ball, but he just can't hit a fairway. Wow. But his like redemption shot out of that is like one of the best in the turn, like on PGA. Interesting. Well, uh, before we move on, let's do a quick note on the Tigers. Um, they did win five games in a row when Miguel Cabrera was out for the year with a torn pectoral or bicep. The guy needs to give his money back. Yeah, well, uh, he's not going to and probably shouldn't because it's a contract. You think it's kind of, um, I can't think of the, what's contract that? Contract uh, shouldn't be guaranteed in baseball, that's the thing. You, it's like we do only have, karma? Uh, we only have like one minute. Do you think it's karma? He complained that Detroit fans turn on him every time he gets injured and like he just gets injured again? No, because he did clarify that and say it was, he was talking about the media and. Yeah, he clarified that because the backlash he got, he did, that's not how he felt. Well, I mean. Whatever he was saying, it could easily been have been interpreted as the media. I wish stars like if they're like, "Hey, I'm not playing for more than half the year. I'm gonna give some money back. Like, go make a deadline deal." Why would they do that? Uh, they why wouldn't. Would, I'm would saying they wouldn't, but it, that's what I'm saying. I wish. Beer number two, entertainment. All right, we are moving on to entertainment, everybody. Kim, did you read anything about Chris Hardwick? No, I don't know who that is. Sorry, um, Chris Hardwick is the host of The Talking Dead, um, The Talking Bad. He's also the host of the Nerdist podcast, which is now called ID10T, which looks like idiot if you spell it out. Yeah, that's clever. We gotta open these beers. Sorry, they're already getting to me. <laughs> My bad. <And> I... <laughs> oh, shit. You already grabbed I one. Out. Jeremy, I regret allowing you what? to have my Did beers. I? Oh, no, it's just hidden. 
That's just, I didn't already grab one. <laughs> what? Sorry, I had too many already, too. Jimmy, <laughs> how do you feel about Chris Hardwick before I tell you what about this stuff? Um, so I've only actually watched slash listened to him on Talking Dead. Yeah, Talking Dead, which yep. I never really watched Talking Dead because I thought it was just kind of a stupid concept. Mm-hmm. It was annoying. I don't know why. I just really hated it. He was cool, though. Yes, he was. He seemed like a really nice guy. He started the company Nerdist.com, which has turned into like a big thing like of a nerd culture and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, he he like was moved away. Oh, moved away I, from I know it after who this a while. guy is. Like I've seen him before. Yeah, he looks like a nice guy. Um, he's been sober for a long time, and uh, turns out he's even been an asshole even after that. Um, Chloe Dystra spoke out Wednesday to thank her supporters after seeming to accuse her ex-boyfriend Chris Hardwick of abuse. Um, this is just for a random article I'm trying to pull up. I wish I could. Uh, find the original one but anyway so the basic thing is chris hardwick was me too as we were saying these days um he did some terrible things to her and i gotta try to find the real thing but one of the from from what i heard one of the most fucked up things from the article was that she she got this she was actually like emotionally controlled by him like she wasn't allowed to go out if there were gonna be other guys there unless he was around um, she was afraid of him. I think he sexually assaulted her, but I didn't actually read her thing. But the only thing I heard what from it was she got this kind of a pregnancy where I forget what it's called, but like the ovary gets fertilized while it's in the fallopian tube and doesn't like go into the cell while it's gets stuck in the flo- like fallopian tube. Pregnancy? Yeah, something like that. I believe that. I think that was the name. And she had to go to the doctors and get it, get it taken care of and get. Um, I think they like were forced to give an abortion or something. Yeah, if, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure it's like really dangerous. Right. That type of pregnancy. And uh, so they do that and they do it. And with her mom present at the doctor's, the first thing Chris Hardwick asked the doctor is, how long until I can have sex with her again? What? This is like, we know this happens. Is that allegedly? This is... Coming from, from her and her mom. From Chloe. Two against one. Chloe Dykstra. Who released all their text messages? Because I think that's a little... That's... That's private. It's it's, it's kind of... It's really shitty when you come to this day and age where you can't text a girlfriend or ex or whatever about a breakup without it going in public. I didn't see anything about text messages. Yeah. She just wrote... She, she wrote a story and she didn't name him in it, but she like perfectly described it. Yeah, like about the breakup, like their text like his text to her and stuff got like revealed or no, I don't TMZ probably or someone, but obviously it's probably her. He's not going to release them because I think people are like ripping on him for them, like for things he said to her in a text message. But I don't know if they're bad or not. I don't really, I haven't read them. I just heard, heard about it the other day. Oh yeah. The texts were revealed. But like Um, if that was her sending those out to like make him look bad, it's also like, shady i don't know what everything he's well, done you know it's just to verify her story right that's why i said i don't know what's in those texts I'm trying to see if i can find the original article if you guys don't so her whole it. thing is like he like sexually harassed her and stuff like that or assaulted i'm not really sure what you yeah you sound like he was just being a toxic boyfriend so i'm trying to pull this thing up <clears throat> Okay, I think this is it. Uh, I guess I'll just uh, 
this is a long thing, but I'll read some of it where I find uh, important. All right, rose-colored glasses, a confession by Chloe Dykstra. Trigger warning, if abuse, sexual assault, or anorexia make you uncomfortable, you might want to avoid this one. Over the years, I've attempted to write this quite literally 17 times. I've spoken to friends, therapists, lawyers, publicists. The drafts have ranged from cathartic, angry letters to litigious, hardened accounts of inexcusable treatment. Until I got one piece of advice from a friend, right from your heart. You'll know this is right. Oh, you know it's right when it's right. So here I go. I've struggled with such great fear talking publicly about my experience with long-term abuse. There's an explicit danger putting my personal and professional reputation on the line. It's so easy to make judgments about someone you don't know personally, or maybe you do know personally, but not well. It's the same both ways. Did they? Didn't they? I'm here to tell my story, not necessarily intending to point my finger at a man who did it, though that may be an unfortunate consequence for him, but for a different reason. Admittedly, there is still anger inside of me, an anger at him, an anger at letting myself fall into the trap and being naive enough to stay there. But after hours and hours of thought, I finally come to the conclusion of what I want this to be. I want this to be two things. Number one, closure. I'm approaching my 30s, finding stability, and quite simply, I want out of it for me. But more importantly, number two, a warning. Emotional abuse is a very common thing, more common than you think. I'm about to go into her story, but from reading these things, I just want to, I just want to like, talk about this like i don't there's always the question of whether or not when a he said he said she said story there's always a question of is this truthful or is it not well it depends who it comes from right so because it doesn't mean it's truthful but i feel like it come if the girl's accusing them then people are just gonna automatically assume without no matter what the guy will have to say after that i would I think there are, like, plenty of times when people are, like, accused of, like, awful things. And I feel like usually, like, victims or survivors are, like, not believed. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's very rare for someone to just make up a story this graphic and this... Especially going there's a There's a lot to this story, though, because she... They've been broken up for a long time, right? This, like, is just now coming out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been broken up for... Is he married to someone? Mm-hmm. Um, but was it something like, didn't, I, I don't know if maybe why she did it, but didn't she cheat on him? That's what he said. Okay. I thought that's what the texts were revealing. Like, I, I don't know. Oh, I never, I haven't read them all, but like I, or I haven't even seen that, any of them. Maybe Chris Hardwick released the text. I just heard texts were released that like slam him, but I don't know. I'd have to like. Cause he hit in his statement that I did read, we haven't got to the meet and greet of this, but, um, his statement did involve him saying that he was cheated on by her and loved her with all his heart and whatnot. Oh, so it's not it's not confirmed that she cheated or anything? I don't I don't know. But anyways, I guess I'll just move on. Here's my story. Who is she, by the way? I don't know her. Um she is I I'm not I'm not positive what how she's uh famous, but she's at oh, least I don't know if she was like an actor. Um, here's my story. In my early 20s, I was a vibrant, goofy kid who loved video games, Doctor Who, dressing up in costumes with friends, and karaoke nights. One day, I met someone at a convention and ended up falling for a man almost 20 years my senior. It wasn't the first time I found myself in a relationship with an older man. I always joked about my daddy issues and thought with an age came stability and wisdom. Well, our relationship started out poorly. Within two weeks, rules were quickly established. Some of these included 
one, I should not want to go somewhere at night. My nights were expected to be reserved for him, as he had a busy schedule. This alienated me from my friends. Two, I was not to have close male friends unless we worked together. All photos of male friends were removed from my apartment. This was heartbreaking for me, as my best friend happened to be a male. Three, as he was sober, I was not to drink alcohol. Before we began dating, he said, I know you have a glass of wine with dinner. That's going to stop. Four, I was not to speak in public places, elevators, cars with Elevators, cars with drivers, restaurants where tables were too close, as he believed that people recognized him and were listening to our conversations. Our dinners were usually silent, him on his phone. Five, I wasn't allowed to take photos of us. Eventually, he softened on this rule, but was very stern about me asking permission. Did you want to say something? No. Oh, I, sorry. I thought you like raised your hand like, out of the corner. Oh, no. When the whole... Well, almost all of those, if they're real rules, are ridiculous. These were just a few of them, and I made the choice to attempt his controlling, to accept his controlling behavior as he just left his long-term girlfriend, and I assumed he was going through some serious emotional discomfort. This was a huge mistake. Our first convention together, San Diego Comic Con, he instructed me not to leave the hotel room. He went to parties by himself and got famous actresses' numbers with intentions to date her at the same time as me. I found out months later and couldn't bring myself to say anything because, by this time, my self-worth was in the toilet. I was quickly pressured to take an on-camera job at his company. I didn't want I did not like to work for my significant others because he insinuated I would be ungrateful to not accept it. Scared to upset him, I accepted the job, but I refused payment for my work, feeling uncomfortable about the whole thing, though the lovely folks at his company eventually forced me to take the check. By this time, I, like I said, I was terrified to piss him off, so I did what I said, what, or did what he said, including him let me sexually, including let him sexually assault me regularly. I was expected to be ready for him when he came home from work. How did this happen? At the beginning of our relationship, I was quite ill, often due to my diet, something I'll get into a bit. One night he initiated and I said, I'm sorry, can we not tonight? I'm really, I'm feeling really sick. He responded, I just want to remind you, the reason my last relationship didn't work out was because of the lack of sex. It was veiled, a veiled threat succumbed. Every night I laid there for him, occasionally in tears, he called it star fishing. Oh my God. He thought the whole idea was funny, to be fair. I did go along with it out of fear of losing him. I'm still recovering from being sexually used, not in a super fun way, for three years. So did he, is he kicked off these talk shows and stuff? He's kicked off, yeah. So his career is ruined based off this. Um, for So there's a few shows he's not quite kicked off yet, but from AMC's shows, they're, they suspended him until they get to the bottom of it. Um, he has his own podcast that hasn't released an episode yet. And... There's another show by I think by ABC that they're see these are these are say. such hard situations to even really even talk about because if all these things happen, then that's horrible. He probably shouldn't have a job, mm-hmm. but he's getting kicked off when nobody knows what actually happened. She could be, for all we know, just mad and saying that, or some of those you know, like you don't know what's true. It's just her word against his word. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's had a retaliation to any of this or put out an article but that's why it's hard it's like he's an absolute dick if this happened but if it didn't then it sucks that his career is ruined right i i understand i will say that because i study like this 
stuff at school. And I'm not saying like, oh, there's no way like in the world at all that she's lying. But the percentage of people who come forward about like abuse and sexual assault and like everything of that nature is so low. Like, I think it's like six so, to eight so, percent. So low that it's false. Yeah, like it's like. That they're lying. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. So I think it's like six to eight percent of people are like found like who take things public like this or who like take things to court. And that includes people who just, like, were sexually assaulted and they, like, misidentify, like, their mm. who assaulted them. So people, like, whatever. So for me in these situations, it's hard for me to dismiss because it's, like, the evidence is, like, yeah. I'm not saying this, like, specific, but, like, in the statistics, it's so glaringly, like. Right. I mean, you have to be, I feel like, pretty insane to come forward with the story because she's gonna get a ton of like i understand obviously he's gonna get you know backlash and stuff but so is she because everybody who supports him and like whatever is gonna be like her like her life has already been ruined if this happened to her really but like she's gonna it's hard enough to come out into the public and admit something like that especially against a powerful person because it's like i think you know if she has a career in the industry like to whatever but you're coming forward to somebody who has a huge fan base who's rich like you're already kind of in like a shitty spot like this person's gonna be able to have like top-notch lawyers like defend themselves so if she's like telling the truth like she's already in a pretty messed up situation by speaking out about it and and if this is something that did happen to her i could see her wanting to tell her story especially with the me too movement and i mean it's it's been pretty clear that men with power in this industry abuse it and there's probably so many things that haven't come come out. Oh yeah, the statistics for oh, people who actually yeah, come definitely. forward, even who get paid are all so time. low. Like people don't come forward, <clears throat> and there's a reason for that. So right. you know, that's I mean, that's see that like, and I get everything you're saying. That's that's the hard thing for for me is because there's the statistics are typically low. When that happens, are we? Do we just jump to conclusion that that person probably did it? Since it's statistically low, a girl wouldn't lie. So if a girl does come forward, we just I mean, there definitely needs it? to be investigations. I'm not saying just because somebody says anything, right. you should just be like, okay, like throw this guy in jail, like ruin his career. You know, like definitely you need to look into these things. That's important. I guess it's, it doesn't really matter uh, really with anything. I mean, not even this. It's like the way this this day and age, if you put something in the public... Like if I just, you know, threw a bunch of text messages on the internet to someone I had a, you know, a text conversation with, that could ruin that person. It has nothing to do with, you know, it could be about sports, just like you being, I don't know, like yeah, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I, 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 I know what you're trying to say, but I think like if someone's coming out with this dark of a thing about you, then there's even a lot if, of, even if you didn't truthfulness this, to it, there's got to be some resemblance of truth involved in it. Like or or at the very it's a very I guess complex at the very least, lie. You're a fucking asshole <laughs> right. because this person is coming out and saying this to you. I have plenty of ex girlfriends, and no one would ever say this anything remotely this bad about me. But you know, like if so, if someone's saying this about Chris Hardwick, he had to at least. I mean, and I'm not saying I don't believe her because I totally believe her. I, of course, I do. But he had to have at least been an asshole. If I'm trying to think on the. Light, the lightest possible outlook for Chris would be that 
she's vengeful for him because he left her and I guess maybe she never got over it and wants to get back at him, but I feel like that's very unlikely being who she is. And like you said, like it's been so long. Right. You know? You know, like and if she's not over him, I don't find that true because she's pro- she's she's a person that's in the famous atmosphere that could probably get a lot of guys that are clearly better than him that wouldn't have left her. Mm-hmm. You know? Like And it'll affect her career too because you know, by doing this there are people like in her industry will be like, She causes too many waves, like we don't wanna like hire somebody who's gonna like bring drama to our brand or like whatever else. So she's putting herself in a predicament as well. So like even just to say oh, maybe she's, like, lying or whatever. Like, she's putting herself on the chopping block yeah. also. I totally believe her 100%. <laughs> I, I was just trying to give, like, a, a different stretch. But hey, let me read on. What I wanted was a partner, someone to confide in, someone to share things with, someone who wouldn't judge me, someone I knew would be there for, for me. What I, felt, what I felt that this man wanted was a woman who would feed him, sleep with him, and go to events with him. I watched and supported him as he grew from a mildly successful podcaster to a powerhouse CEO of his own company. He was obsessed with celebrity, being famous, famous people. He did not spend any time with people he considered friends and only really made time for industry people who he considered worth it. I find I myself had very little personal support as I had been alienated from my own friends. Other than an occasional party, I was obligated to leave early when he decided it was time. Sometimes he let me go play D&D but I always had a curfew. He would yell in his voicemails at me if I didn't answer his calls. I was expected to follow him everywhere and exist pretty much solely for him, save his hosting job once in a while. When cameras were on us, he was a prince. Turn them off, he was a nightmare. During all this, I lost myself both mentally and physically. I lost 15 pounds within weeks, started pulling out my hair, and had getting extensions regularly to hide it. I generally stopped speaking unless smoking too while with him, drifting through life like a ghost. I would try to sleep in as late as possible so my days were shorter. I stopped listening to music entirely. I ceased to be. I was an ex-person. No one could save me but myself. And right over here, there's a picture of her clearly anorexic. So you're, are you reading the article? Because these text messages, obviously that would not be a text. That's, she wouldn't be writing that to him. But... Because these text messages, um, I'm sure these aren't all of them because it's just a quick thing. But f- uh, finish well, that and I can, I, these are, I mean, they're all quick. Uh, it's okay. You can go ahead. We, we can just take breaks. Oh, there's only like 10 seconds of this. I also have another. But it says, um, basically after their, after their breakup in 2014, so yeah, it's been a while. After he found out she moved on with a guy only identifying as Sam while they were on a break. In quotations, whatever that's supposed to mean, they had dated for three years. Um, he says this to her in a text: "It breaks my heart that things didn't work out, but at the end of the day, I just didn't deserve what happened, and I'm starting to really understand that now. What you and Sam did was no hyperbole. The worst thing anyone has ever done to me. I feel foolish that I actually had hope that the last couple of weeks, because of your texts and declarations of wanting to come back to me, but now I see that as." that it was just a way for you to have an emotional safety net to feel okay whenever you were to feel okay what you were doing whenever Sam was not in the room with you and then it says according to the text she wrote back immediately and begged hardwood to talk um hey hey when can we be okay will that ever happen 
We both handled this poorly, possibly myself more so. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have texted you. I think I just got caught up in a wave, she, she said. I hope things are awesome with you. Um, and then it just goes into him talking about how he was blindsided, but these aren't texts. So it sounds like he sent the text to TMZ or wherever they came released to show, like, that. this sounds like his rebuttal to whenever that was written. Uh-huh. But does that change anything? I wait. I, I I'm confused. I I, I was uh, trying to read ahead. I didn't know you were going into a rebuttal. No, I'm not rebutting. I'm saying it sounds like he was trying to rebuttal this article of her. Are you so he I sent these he text messages like after the breakup. So yeah, or like not. It it didn't sound wait, like to me this was like. So when was that written? Because he just sent these. Like these just got discovered. But Mine the only thing July I'm. July first, two thousand fourteen. Yeah, that's what this says. Hardwick penned a lengthy breakup text to Dykstra on July 1st, 2014, yes, after so the, he found out. But the thing with that is, is if these, te- I'm not, I have no idea if these texts are actually real or not. Who knows? Like, he could have just typed in his phone, like a new contact, typed her name and had someone text it or himself. But if it is, then she's saying what she handled it poorly, more so herself. See, my like, thing about that is okay so what Wait, i'm getting hold on, from... hold on you're the ones you read the hey we broke can we be okay will that ever happen we both handle this poorly that's from 127 15 yes yeah, so yeah it says months break. later after those it said he she responded immediately but then months later sent this hey when can we be okay will that ever happen we both handled this poorly possibly myself more so i'm sorry i shouldn't have texted you I think I just got caught up in a wave. I hope things are awesome with you. Wait, so I'm confused on what the... What she's saying? So I am I. He, no, he released... No, I think she's mad, upset about the breakup and whatnot. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, because they're texts, who knows, one, if these are true, but also who what the context of all these are because we both handled this poorly. Like, is that just them throwing shit in the public when, you know, they should have kept it in-house? But if it was that serious, then you want to keep it in house. But then she's saying she's sorry, but I don't know. I don't know the it timeline. I had to. I just pulled that out. Released so. the text and trying to say like, oh, if I was like bad to her, like why would she say this to me? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing is what I'm. Getting That's what I'm it. thinking. Like, hey, you said I did rule this, 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 and this, and I was like abusive. But here are the text, like you cheated on me, and she's saying she handled it poorly more so than he did. But I feel it. I don't know. It's yeah, I feel like she, I we'll feel never she's, know, honestly. Like he's nitpicking the text out, and exactly that's what I'm saying. Is a victim. Unless you give me your phone and do that, and I can actually read it. Well, honestly, that's the only I, way you really to believe I don't even it. Think I mean, that it, it's the texts are fake. I think it's just his attempt of being like, "Well, see, why would she be reaching out to me if I was bad to her?" Well, she's. Yeah. Or why would she be like right. saying these things? I mean, like she's just she that, already, exactly. That's what she I'm was, thinking. According to the article, already so much in his control. Yeah. You know, of course she's gonna feel bad about. And about the breakup. people who are like, but if she was tech, I don't. Know. Are often nice to their. To that's that. why it's like, is is his text true, or is he just trying to get like after that came out, he's trying to get his image, you know, a little bit back up, saying, "Hey, you started texting me saying we're getting back together," and she's saying I handled this poorly myself more than you. I, I don't know. It's it's hard. I don't really get I think what's he's going just on. trying to prove, like, I don't know. It sounds to me like he's saying, like, his response, like, after all of this came out, he's like, why would she say these things, like, to me if I was so horrible to her? Exactly. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's My why I don't... My thing, though, is, like, to me, like, it really doesn't 
make a case. When did this all drop? Like uh, last Friday or Thursday. Thursday so or I'm sure we'll hear more and more stuff come out yeah. till then. Yeah, to, to me, honestly, like things like that don't make a case because even like. Who the hell is text from three years ago, anyways? Well, exactly. Unless he was saving it. I, I mean, I, mean, I, I, I have no sure idea. I'm sure they're, like, they're rich. There's probably ways. Well, because one of that. I'm sorry. I, went, I asked that already. But when that letter came out just recently, or is that came out in 2014? Because if that came out in 2014, then I can see how he might have saved texts. Not saying those are accurate, but. Right, let me just read this last, this last part that we mentioned earlier. But let me add here. I'll never forget that night the man, or I'll never forget the night that this man slept in a cot at the foot of my hospital bed after my surgery. It made me believe deep down inside of him, maybe there was a man who loved me. Then, after my recovery, he and my mother were greeted by a doctor. The surgery went well. She'll be fine, said my doctor. Thank God, said my mother. That's great. When do you think I can have sex with her again, said my ex. It was his first question. My mother never forgot. That's to me is. I mean, that's way too much of a. uh, That's way too detailed and big of an article to be like a lie. Mm -hmm. I mean, but I'm I'm not going to say that I believe it all. Parts of this aren't true because I know for a fact. Sounds like a feuding relationship. A little bit is not real, and your memory gets swayed. But the whole theme of it, I'm certain. I I I just don't believe that she's lying. Sound like he was a control freak. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely sounds like... Power there was one thing of that, though. I mean, those aren't... It's not like he said, like, here's a list of rules. Like, they are things that like he would probably fight about constantly, and they just became, like, you know, a rule. But the one thing on there, I... That there was one on there that it's, it's probably common in most relationships with as far as the... I don't want you to have, like, close guy friends or... Or if it was a girl, you know, girlfriends and photos all over. I think that's that's normal. If I if I had a girlfriend, I was like if I had a new girlfriend 18. and I had a bunch of photos of like all these like close girls I'm you know friends with, they would they would not like that. I mean, I do have that. Yeah. Where of just like you two? I'm guessing that's what they are, not like a group photo. I, mean, I have like. Oh, are you talking about in the past? Or are you talking about yeah. currently? Like, yeah, like I've right never, now, I've, do you have them hanging up in your house? That's what I took oh, it as. Oh, hanging over my house? I have a few. Because it said, did, didn't it say, like, take the photos down in my house of, like, my close guy friends? Yeah. yeah. But I have, like, like, pictures of me, like, hugging my girlfriend. And I don't think it's even, like, just about the, like, photos in yeah, general. I'm just, saying, he's like, picture, I don't want you to I have a picture of my ex-girlfriend licking my face in my living room. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. And you're, this is, you can't use, you can't use our friends because that's totally different (laughs) because everyone's dated each other in in some way or fashion. So that's not true. But from, yeah, no, I had ex-girlfriends that didn't even like that. I had a coffee table that was bought by an ex before. Like, I'm like, it's a fucking coffee table. It's different, different exes and like, regardless, like just friends. Just, it was, it said in the article, just best friends or friends, not People, not former lovers. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying if I if I was dating a girl, I don't know if I'd want her to have a bunch of pictures of like a single guy. Like if there are but a bunch of different guys from photos. Like I don't know. if you're dating a girl and a lot of her really close friends are guys, are you going to be? It's like, intimidating. You can't be friends with those guys anymore because we're dating. Well, you're not going to say that, but you can be like, it's intimidating to me. Like I mean, if it's, a girl, it's jealousy. Like, Everyone has jealousy. A lot of girlfriends. Are you? If she tells you like, I don't like you hanging out with these girls like are you gonna be like okay I mean, or you- I, well what i don't i'm not gonna i don't I've, set uh, rules but i don't i i'm not gonna I say that i've not i've not done that 
I've definitely been like concerned and. Oh, well, don't never, jealousy never, is a normal I've thing. I've never restricted. It also happens what what matters what happens in your past. If you've ever been you know cheated on, you're not gonna want your ex around guys. Like certain guys, you know, I mean, not like hey, you can't talk to a I guy totally, ever. But I totally understand. But the fact is, like, you can't restrict a person and like. No, I agree with that. So I'm saying not a rule, but you have to have a conversation. You know, it has yeah. to be a has to be a healthy conversation. You can't just be like, "Yo, you can't hang out, or you're not allowed in the house for like a week." It's like, hey, Online like, no, this is, is how I feel when you hang out with them. And like, Chris Hardwick should have. If he if he did it, he should not have done it. And if he did do it. Well, if he did it, he should be probably... We, he, well, I it, guess. It's, it's, it's very unfortunate that we weren't living in a culture that we are now where it was much easier for women to do that. Because like, I don't believe that five years ago women were would have been supported. Like I think that they... And I hope that they would be now. I mean, our, I guess our hope that. would be in five years from now, too, they have even you know more empowerment and stuff to come out. Mm-hmm. I, think, I mean, it should always grow. Everyone should grow. It's going to get scary, potentially, but... No, there's going to be more. I mean... It's going to get scary because oh, how many yeah. people, like... like are, how many people, people that, you know, more and more people that we, like, might look up to in idols of music, sports... Beer number three. How? The president grabbed me. All right, guys, we're back. Um, had to take a quick break after that segment. Maybe we'll get back into that stuff, but we got to do our last segment, the political segment. So let's open these beers. They're hitting me pretty strongly. Number cents, <laughs> baby. We like those strong boys. Mm. Strong boys. Right, this is the time the podcast to shine. So, recently. As I'm sure every single person has heard, there is a humanitarian crisis going on in the United States, and it involves the southern border, where immigrants seeking asylum are coming to this country, and their children are being separated from them while they pend um, a, a, a... Citizenship? Yeah, it was like citizenship via asylum, which... That means you can, you're allowed to you're legally allowed to come to this country and request asylum, meaning that you will be killed if you return back to your country or you're in serious danger if you return back to your country. And what we are doing, based on policy from the Trump administration, is separating the families, as in the children, from the adults in that. So there are currently children in cages um, that are coming to this country being separated from their parents because there is some some uh, law I, it, I, it's, it's not, I don't think it's a law uh, everyone said it's not a law it's a policy thing where the children have to be separated from their parents so there are children as young as babies being separated and put into these foster homes where reporters are not allowed in but there is some disturbing audio from it which I will try to pull up for you guys but vaguely how do you guys think about that you want to start this off Jeremy yeah because I don't really I, I, I guess I'm not 100% understanding like so if someone we're talking about uh, the Mexican border yes so if someone in Mexico is being like chased by like the cartel or something and they're like hey <clears throat> I need like refuge over here to be safe while I get citizenship we're taking them but their kids are being put in a cage 
Yes. For what reason? Um, there is some type of policy decision by the Trump organization where families or not not legal adults are separated because if you're not a legal adult, you can't claim asylum or something. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe I don't know. I'm understanding it all, but like, how can we help? An adult or an, a children, a child. Well, I know the purpose of this is to de-incentivize people from going to the U.S. border, making like false allegations of being yeah. death threats against. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's messed up. I don't really know what else to say. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy because you think like when you. I mean, I see a lot of like, you know, like posts about this specific point and I agree with it just being like we talk about like stuff that was happening and like Nazi Germany and stuff we're like oh that would never like fly here and I'm not like saying that we're doing exactly like the same thing but <laughs> um that's a graduation song yeah there's <laughs> a snap from someone <laughs> um but yeah like what's happening right now is really horrific like this I the conditions and like the fact that the families are being separated like I just I don't understand it is there a count like how many kids are just like shackled up in a cage I don't think they're shackled up no <laughs> and I don't think it's well I mean I don't think it's like a literal like I know it's not like a literal cage argument. but like, they're it's not a literal cage but you know right but how many kids are like actually separated like from I that can't get over like how would you not I mean I guess every every a human being is a human being but Sorry, I care more about a child than an adult. Like, for safety-wise, if that's why they're coming over here, like, I don't know, makes no sense to me. How is, how does someone not just kick Trump out? Well. Or just veto all these stupid things he puts into place? uh, Well, because the Senate and House of Representatives agree on it, are both Republican-controlled. So if we want anything that, I mean, Republicans have a notorious anti-human rights belief when it comes to people that are not white. Especially if you're not from here. Right. I don't, I don't think this would ever happen to a white family that was coming from like Sweden or Norway seeking asylum. I'm sure they would get right in. But the fact that there's a bunch of these Mexicans coming in, and not even just Mexicans, just brown people coming in. Because, you know, the people seeking asylum are people from Mexico, from the drug cartel, or people from the Middle East, from Islamic extremist groups. But we've put in a travel ban on people from the Middle East, and now we have this policy which is supposed to, supposed to deter immigration to America. Which is one of the things that makes America so great is that we are so diverse in all of our, uh, all across America. We're like we're the, in, in terms of square mileage, mileage, we're like the biggest country accepting the most people with the most diverse, different, different like we, every state you go to is completely different. It has different beliefs and has different aspects to them, and that's a lot because of the different people that have came here over the years. It's the reason we were called the melting pot. Yeah. And I think my issue with like that term like melting pot is that it's like even if it's okay that it's like, oh yeah, maybe you can come here, like it's gonna be first of all really difficult to do, but 
when you get here, we expect you to be like us. And if you're not like us, you're going to be treated very differently. Right. You can't assimilate. Correct. I don't expect really people, uh, that is, I would say, a high majority of belief. The only thing I have, I don't really have a problem. I just, I wish maybe I just need no more languages, but I always want to know what people are saying. Okay. Um, like I, that, I do that at work all the time. I have listen to music in one ear, but listen to everyone around me. Part of, I don't know. I just, I just want to know what's going on. But like, if I don't understand, even if someone's whispering, I can't hear them, and it's English in my work. Then I'm like, I get so mad. Like, I, what are you saying? Like, is it? It's probably about me. I don't. I just feel like it's about me. So when I hear like someone talking a different language, I'm just like, I want to know what you're saying. I know it's not. It's not like it's a bad thing. They could be just be like asking the guy like, hey, what carton of cigarettes is Marble Menthol? Like in just a different language. But I'm like, what's he saying? Like, you say I'm a jackass. I, but I, that's me. I always assume people are saying bad things about me. But I don't have a like. You can dress the way you want. You can go to whatever church you want. Like do whatever you want. I just. I feel like people should know English if you're coming here. Just like if I was moving to a different country, I would I would want another language because what's the point of going to a different country if you can't speak their language? Who visit? Huh? Well, besides visiting, I mean that's totally different. But like to 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 live there. If okay. I ever moved to like say Mexico, I would want to learn Spanish because I don't want to feel like I can't get around. All right. So if roles were reversed. Which most people that come here know English, so most countries have to learn English. And you were running from some kind of a drug operation that was going to kill you if you didn't participate in their things. Or any other kind of reason you could think of. And you were going to immigrate or try to immigrate to Mexico. And but you don't you don't speak Spanish, do you? Uh I I know like a few words. So no. No. And then the only way for your family to be safe would be to not be where you were. And the only option you had was that of the nearest country that you could cross the border onto. And let's say, per, per se, that, that that country does not speak your native language. Okay, I, I thought we were talking about something di- a little bit different. Oh. I, no, I would accept them. Like, if that was me, yeah. Hell yeah, I'd want them to let me and my family stay together till we're safe. Mm-hmm. I, I thought we were spinning off just to, like... Like, people expect people here, like, just change and be, like, Americanized. Where well, I, don't, I don't really want you to that be Americanized. That's what makes this country yeah. cool. It's like, there's so many different cultures, but I just think everyone that goes, no matter what country it is, like, you should know that language that you're moving to. Yeah. One of, one I, of, that's one a of different the friends case, of the though, podcast, if and I'm sorry if I'm misquoting you, Joe, but Joe McNavish, I have heard him say that if you can't assimilate, then... Maybe you shouldn't be here, and that's maybe not the right way he said it, but he definitely thinks assimilation is important. I know that, and I don't necessarily agree at all. I mean, I think you have to assimilate to our laws, and, you know, of course, you can't just come here and break our laws. That's not you have to come here and eat burgers and fries every day. Like, that's the thing with America. Like, we're, we're so different everywhere across America. That's what makes it great. Right. It's diverse. It's, it's. I mean, there's so many different cultures and churches and you know, like whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. we have. I mean, we're. I guess I don't. I don't know much about other parts of the country, but like we have Dearborn's, like a heavily influenced like 
Muslim community. Yeah. And it's like when you... But do you feel like those people are like widely accepted? Absolutely not. But you not they coming from me. Um, but I would say no. Like they're, they're not because... Because like what you just said, like people feel like they should adapt and be just like us. Well, they don't have to be. They came yeah. here like to just have like freedom, like which whatever that means to you. Like you don't have to wear our clothes. You don't have to our like you don't have to wear Abercrombie and Fitch. You know, like not I'm saying like white people, but like American like you know clothing. You know, or drink Budweiser. You know, like you don't have to be. American. I just, just my want to speak English. It's not not. I don't, they don't have to like speak it fluently or anything. I just want to like be able to communicate with you because I know like if if I went to another country, I wouldn't be able to speak at all. Like, how do you get around? Like, you have to at least have some be able to speak their language enough to have like a a, a conversation, a healthy conversation, I guess. But and it's not a requirement. That, I think like, that would come over time. It does. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there I would. There's probably times though that people like don't want to assimilate at all. Like they just want to like have the freedoms here and not learn. But I I don't I don't know. I kind of just wish you don't have to learn to be like Americanized, but just the the, the language I guess is the mm. hard thing. Do you think that there is Americans themselves that don't want to assimilate Absolutely. to like the culture? Yeah. Do you think they shouldn't be over here? No, I already said that. Like, you don't oh, have to okay. assimilate to be here. Oh, I'm sorry. I, thought, I just I want. I took what you were saying wrong. Yeah, no, no. I just, I, I just feel like language is a huge thing. Like, I don't care about what you wear, where you go to school, where you go to church, what you eat, anything like that. Like, I just want to be able to walk up to you in a store and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" And you not say like, "I don't know English." Like, I kind of want you to know just to be able to say I'm doing good. How about you? Like, so you do I want to be able to talk to someone. Right. So you, you don't do have to. You don't have to be like perfect in English, but like at least try. Know, at least know a few languages. Yeah. Like, I guess maybe so I do have a problem. I wouldn't want someone to come here and not want to learn English because it's like, it's it's America. Like, if I'm not going to go to Mexico and never learn Spanish, I want to be able to get by. But they were born here. And I would only have to speak with white people, you know, in, in, in Mexico if, I, if that was the case. Like, it's to move, have freedom, but meet other people, different cultures. Like, learn, grow. But if you're not, if you're not trying, I think that that's a problem. I don't really think there's anything wrong for me to say that. I'm, I'm not saying there is. I'm just trying to understand what your views are. My views are move here all you want. We should accept anyone. Up and also learn English. <laughs> Not necessarily. Learn, you don't have to like be fluent. You just have to be able to like say hello. Like you know, be. Not. I mean, if you can't speak a lick of English and never try, then. But how many people do you think really? There's are not. Just not. I know. Trying. I'm not. And that's. I'm not saying it's like a problem that people aren't like learning it. But that would be the only thing for me. So I'm just. Try, I'm trying to. Uh, listen more on this podcast and understand, especially when someone th- doesn't have the same views that I have. And something like I have very opposite views than you in this, but I'm trying to understand before I even spout my own views, which are very. I mean, my views. I'm I'm a I'm a white boy with only white friends. You know, I'm like started off 
almost at home base <laughs> in terms of how easy it is in America. Like I'm white, I'm a boy, <laughs> and I only have white friends. So like, you know, I I need to for me, for my personal belief is that I need to just go out there and immerse Listen yourself in other yeah people but i think that's a good thing about having people on the podcast who do think differently than you because it's important that people have these conversations like yeah. of course it's it can be like frustrating at times whatever but you need to like hear from other people and like right like me me and you kim we're we are a lot the same in terms of we're both white we both probably have it it, it Going back far enough, we have similar grandparents. I'm certain yes, of that. I'm, yes, I'm. <laughs> um, I mean, you can include that with but, me. I'm your cousin, right? Well, well, right. But, but <laughs> I'm just an outcast <laughs> over here. No, no, no. I'm getting to a greater point. Uh, but you are also a woman, and that is a, a state of life that I have not experienced. So, like, that is. I feel like that is entirely different than the life of a white male. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely important to, like, immerse yourself in other, whatever it is, whether it's a cultural thing, whether it's a racial thing, whether it's a gender, like, whatever, I think it's important to listen to people who are different than you, even people who are, like, the same, quote-unquote, as you, who feel differently, like, you guys, this conversation right now, I think is, like, important Mm -hmm. that those conversations are had. It's almost like Dylan going to teach uh, in Korea, like, he tried to learn their language, I, I feel like that's important, that's all I'm saying is... Just try to learn so you can communicate with the, you know, that the, the, the language of that country. Yeah, but don't. Because I do know some people that don't know much English at all, and it's like, how do you like, how do you get by unless you're only staying in like your like your family setting that they speak the same language? So that, that that's when I'm getting back to my question is towards you, like how like vital is it for them to be in this country? Based upon the language. If you're in danger, I don't I, like. Right, but what if you're not? It's not danger? vital to be in this country. Like you don't like. Like hey, do you know English? Only a little bit. You can't come in. I'm not. I, like it's not that. It's like you don't. You don't have to know English when coming here. You it's just learn it. You want people to assimilate better. I want people to just to to, to learn it. It's, it doesn't matter about that or any country. Just like Don went to Korea. He's not going to only. He's not going to try to learn it because he wants to speak to them. Mm. Maybe not everyone knows English, so he can't. Hey, how, how much is this apple? Like you have to just like. There's things like that, you know. So if there's someone that comes... Basic conversation. Or, or even if there's someone that's born in this country. Like, I don't give a shit if you're in a store speaking a different language at all. But do you care if they're like... Alright, so how do you feel about this? Like, say there's a person that just doesn't want to learn English. Just like you might not want to learn the physics of science or... Um, I wouldn't say they not allowed here. It's just me personally. It would... You, you would vote against them? No, not I wouldn't vote against them not living here just because you don't want to try. I just I would like you to. Okay, so I I understand that. So you would like like I would like both of us would like everyone to be Lions fans, but we accept that they're not exactly. going to be. Yes. Okay, I get you there. Yes. Um. Yeah. I. I, I can hear I you, Mitchell, that. rolling your fucking eyeballs. What? What? <laughs> you know, Mitchell loves to judge me and thinks everything on my mouth is negative. So he's probably Jeremy's just a racist pricker, like whatever, and like just maybe what I'm trying to say after these three ten percent beers and coming out, but no, hey. it's not. It's n- I'm not. I'm, 
say anything bad. But I know what Mitchell. I, uh, what I wanna, Love you, Mitchell. I, I, I just heard this uh, thing from uh, one, of our, one of our friends, who I will not mention on the podcast. One of his uh one one of one one of his family members like we were having a debate about like not necessarily illegal immigrants but like people that were from Mexico that were like lazy and like they didn't want to do work around them and then like the other person was like well let's send them all back I'm like okay. I don't understand, like, why you think that. Like, just because, like... That's the I mean, this ain't our land anyways. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like... It's not our land anyways. Right. And, you know, you, you, I just want to know, like, what these people... And, and by these people, I mean uh, my fellow fucking white Americans... What what they really believe in? Because I don't even know. I don't think that yeah, everyone believes. If anything, believes we gotta go back to Europe, guys, and we gotta give the land back I to the Native love Americans. To go back to so about Europe, I've never been there. Don't know much about Europe. I'm, you know, like there's so many different. I mean, just like every state here is different. Southerners, Western, Eastern. You know, yeah. New Yorkers are assholes. Everyone knows that. Oh my um, God. <laughs> but like, uh, <clears throat> in, my parents went to Europe. They um, actually got basically singled out for being American. They, oh, yeah. They got told wrong direction by police officers because they couldn't speak the language. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would be like, don't understand English. Like, you know, like, I don't know what, you know, how they say it. In, so they uh, got whatever. a little taste of... Here, exactly, yeah. a little bit. Um, but they... They loved the the beauty of Europe. They loved like the traveling, you know, like everything they did. But a lot of the people they didn't necessarily like. It seemed like 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 they were, and maybe it's a shell shock. Like, hey, that's how typical white Americans treat every you know any other culture. But they you know they actually walked different ways because police officers told them and like they couldn't understand really what they were saying so they told them wrong directions or my parents couldn't understand what they were saying like they would like talk amongst themselves like and they were laughing like yeah that way you know and point and they walked 20 minutes out of their way for no reason because it wasn't that way or you get pickpocketed which is that's also a tourist thing like it's just people steal it happens any country um but like they definitely got like like you said like what how probably you know foreigners get treated here on vacation Right, and you, the thing with Europe is, at least, I mean, I'm, I've never been to Europe. That's why you gotta speak that language to have a little bit of conversation, parents. <laughs> you should have learned some of that Italian I, you know, or whatever I, I, I know, country it, it was. It, like, and I'm certain that people that are immigrating, like, legally here... No, a little bit, to that. get by. But, like, if you're seeking asylum or coming here based on this your last resort, I can understand them not assimilating as much. And, you know, even people here... They don't have to assimilate as much like to the grand culture of us because the majority of us are white people who celebrate Christmas, who are... Every favorite white... Or every white person's favorite fast food place is Taco Bell. Yeah. Like, we don't even like American food that much. What? I love Taco Bell. Okay, Kim, this is a big... (laughs) We got to get into this. This is the most important thing we've talked about today. So, fast food. No, No, seriously. What is your favorite fast food place if it's not Taco Bell? 
think we're just. Oh, I thought you had one in mind. Well, I know I like plenty more than Taco Bell. Mainly not because I don't like tacos. I fucking love tacos. Sorry, I said that word. Um, but I. You already asked if you could swear on this. And I have a pretty strong stomach for like. It's not because it's fast food. Like I eat fast food all the time. You know, it's just like. Taco Bell specifically, it just doesn't sit well with my digestive system. Oh, I don't poop from food besides Panera because they spray their uh, lettuce with laxatives. What? That's not true. No, that's just my guess. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Panera. (laughs) Called you out with the 30 followers we got. This podcast Um, is sponsored by Taco Bell now, apparently. (laughs) You're you're out. We kicked you out. Actually, my... Just kidding, please. I know we're kind of going way (laughs) off subject and everything, so I'm sorry, but my favorite, like, actual food is just Mexican food in general. Uh-huh. Like and authentic then, Mexican food? Yeah. Well, Taco Bell is authentic. Don't knock it. It's not. T-Bell for life. Have you seen those um, videos of, like... I Don't tell me how they make anything. Because <laughs> it's just canned beef, probably. Um, but then it's it's uh, Mexican food and Italian. I mean, I love a burger and, you know, a hot dog. But I, I could eat Taco Bell or tacos burritos whatever any day and then after that like pastas like lasagna oh i feel like i, I, I got you yeah i feel like every even like me like mexican food like i like like americanized like my palate is very not vast it is strong like i eat chicken tenders every single day like i'm not cultured when it comes if to food. someone does not like chicken Except tenders then you can get the cause... fuck out of my country i will say that <laughs> <laughs> what about um, chicken tenders or die Nick is vegetarian. Oh, I, shit. I, I still eat fake chicken tenders. Yeah. Are they... Okay. That was a close one. I almost had to kick you out, Nick. Quick interlude. Okay, because Jeremy's I... had one, I think. No, chicken I, tenders I, is like I a think. universal thing. Well, actually... Is it? McDonald's and probably... They're in a... Probably the the biggest fast food chain in the world, right? Oh, yeah. For sure. But they have... They have... um. So I do actually... I don't eat McDonald's very often. Um, maybe like once a month or something. But if I went to another country, I would want to go to McDonald's because they're not the same here. It's like they're um so they they like well yeah they like no they cater a little bit towards their culture like so yeah, I've been yeah, so I heard sure. like uh like in I hope I'm not getting this wrong like maybe like Japan or something like that they have like it's almost like a sushi on like a Big Mac instead of like you know the burger. Mm-hmm. Like lettuce, what is the saying? Lettuce, tomato, sesame seeds, and sauce. Another patty, bun, patty, bun, patty, whatever. But it's like, um, it's more like it caters to their culture a little bit more into it. So it'd be kind of cool to be like, a, you know, like a sushi Big Mac. Does it sound not, that doesn't sound good to you? Sounds extremely racist to me. <laughs> Why does it sound racist? Because I don't think that I don't think they have a sushi Big Mac. In Japan. It's no, I mean, but they put. God damn it! <laughs> He's just saying that. <laughs> I was not supposed to come off like that. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I think next. I'm just saying they like they integrate their like their cultural foods into their yeah, McDonald's. No, like I, you don't just get their menu's not like Big Mac, quarter pounder, burger. I think it's, the it's same like ingredients though, but just stacked differently. Yeah, it's I'm like saying every that. Mexican food. Well, they add. Well, no, they they yeah, have completely American different Mexican menus. Food. Some of them have completely different menus. Yeah. Um. I mean, I. Sorry, they're I, not actual sushi. It'd big be great rats. if they did because one of the big problems of the world is that we try to eat consistently with every restaurant we go to. When 
some of the ingredients need to be imported for so long, which wastes a lot of fossil fuels to get them there. Oh, um, here's some here. Uh, just remind me. Here's something that just happened also with the Trump organization. Trump has announced Space Force. What's I was going to bring that up. Yeah. What? Explain it. Is no. What is that? Like, please, are we recruiting? Like, what's going it's on? It's going to be a different branch of the military. Are we recruiting aliens? No, we're recruiting astronauts. Yeah. Do we not have enough of those? Are they not? No, not not sanctioned by the military. We okay. have them from so NASA. We, we train. Are these going to be like people who are going to like do fighting? Uh, I think it's going to be defense because we there's no wars ever to be fought with any country anymore unless it's in the Middle East or any other country that doesn't have a nuclear weapon because that's the, you know my biggest thing. Let every country have nuclear weapons. Then get rid of the military budget on a whole. And then the world will be safe. Give every country one nuclear bomb. No country will ever be invaded again. Can I have a quick interruption? Sure. I don't know if... I feel like you guys probably have talked about this in the last week or two, but um, the whole uh, U.S.-North Korea meeting that, like... Oh, yeah, we didn't really talk about that last week. Probably should talk about that. And is it weird to anyone that like Dennis Rodman had a big part of that <laughs> like, like the Trump most craziest Kim Kardashian that's could you imagine like asshole basketball player like set up a meeting if you were well tasked, you set it up but if you were tasked to write the script for 2018 like of how it would go in the movie it would go exactly like how it's going it's like a comedy with Seth Rogen like like how did Dennis Rodman like why is Dennis Rodman out there like Korean here's the thing, here's the, thing the North North Korea military agreement. So, what what Trump has said is that North Korea is going agreed to denuclearize the peninsula, and what North Korea says is nothing really. And <laughs> what I what I said last <laughs> week about this is, all right. So Trump got out of the Iran deal, which Obama set up, uh, which made. Iran not continue making nuclear weapons. But Trump's um, the things he didn't like about it were that there was no checks on it, there were no like, you, you couldn't go in there and make sure that they weren't making nuclear weapons and then there was so much uh, tariff relief. But there was no clear deals on the on the North Korea treaty, and then all of a sudden, all this stuff that comes out about the Porter stuff. I think it's a distraction, and you know, Trump. The thing about the Trump Trump campaign is he started campaigning for his twenty twenty campaign the day he took office, and he is still doing campaign rallies when there is no Democrats doing campaign rallies. So, can I? The, the podcast is ending. Go ahead. I was going to, because I wanted to ask something to Kim, like, you know about the whole, like, meeting, obviously, probably, it's a big thing. Yeah. But the Dennis Rodman guy we're saying is, like, a an old basketball player. Okay. That used to play in the Chicago and Detroit, and it was just, like, a menace. Like, he was just didn't abide by the rules at all, and that's why it's weird that he's yeah. setting this up. I mean, he's meeting with some interesting people, anyways. I think that's good movement. I, I mean, I don't know, really know everything that went, discussions went on, but at least for them to sit in the same room, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a, no matter if it even was a bad turnout, 
the fact they were in a room, I think, is a good thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. How long has it been? It, oh, hold on. We're at the end of the podcast, so let me just run on this. It's not a bad thing, but it's also something that has been offered to every single president before Trump, but none of the other presidents wanted to do it, and that's Democrats and Republicans, because this is what Kim Jong-un wants, is to be part of the global scale, which I agree is not a bad thing, but... So it's good, one good thing Trump if has you done. Take away his, if, it, it, it's only good if you take away his humanitarian efforts, because his country is starving and he is straight-up dictator, and Donald Trump wants to be a dictator because of all the things he said about it. But anyways, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta end this podcast. This has been the Split Six Podcast. Podcast reach Split Six. Back in time with three different topics over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Miguel. Jeremy, anything you want to plug? Sing. Kim, Kim anything you want to plug? Um, plug? no, but just be nice to people. <laughs> Remember... <laughs> It is more important to listen to what somebody else is saying than it is for somebody else to listen to what you are saying. Thank you for splitting six with us. We'll be back next week. Nick, we gotta record.